Hello, everyone. Welcome to the KW Maps Podcast Growth Edition, where you learn one specific strategy a KW Maps client implemented to sell more homes. Today, you'll meet Aubrey Hutchison, a real estate professional in Helena, Montana, who joined KW Maps just two and a half years ago. You'll learn why Aubrey invested in Maps Coaching, why she focused on leverage, and how she quickly became the top real estate agent in her area. Aubrey is a firm believer that leverage and the right training are critical factors to becoming a successful agent. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search KW Maps Podcast on iTunes. You can also go to kwmapspodcast.com. So let's get right into it and listen in on the interview with Aubrey Hutchison and Diana Kokoska. Aubrey, you're a Montana native. You worked for a trucking firm, and you didn't want to be a realtor. So what got you involved no. in real estate? You know, at first, um, after a you know, great career in, in the trucking industry, and then I got to stay home with my children, which um, I think is a luxury, especially for women these days. So I was able to do that. And I was afraid of joining um, a real estate firm, even though I felt like it would be a good fit for my personality and skill set. I was worried about, oh gosh, realtors work 24 hours a day. And you know, that perception of realtors that, that they work every evening and every weekend. So I had not considered it very fully until we made a move uh, to the town we live in now in 2012. So you make a move to a new town, and that's when you decide to become a realtor. Right. What yeah. happened? Because that made a lot of sense. So I moved to a new town for a military transfer, and our broker at the time, who was the operating principal of the Keller Williams here in Helena, she was our realtor. And she said, hey, Aubrey, have you considered being in a real estate. And that's when I shared with her my fears and that, yes, I had. However, I was concerned about, about these, you know, 24-hour work days <laughs> that I perceived. And she convinces you to become a realtor. So what's happened since you've become a Keller Williams agent? Well, she did convince me. She said, hey, let's, uh, let's talk. Um, what if you could be successful in real estate, have a ton of fun, and also work normal work days? And so naturally, that was exciting to me. And she took me under her wing and gave me great scripts and advice on how to do that. So here we are six years later almost. And um, in that time, I've gotten involved in the Keller Williams, jumped right in, the Keller Williams vibe, the culture, the maps coaching, um, bold, of course, all of these things and have flourished and found that I can be a very successful real estate agent and still have a really great life, which was my intention from the very beginning. Yeah, you can have a life by design. How did Keller Williams help you create that successful career? In 2013, I took my first bold, and that was a huge eye-opener, a huge aha for me, going, oh, I could do this. I was a buyer's agent at the time, um, was nervous 
to go full commissions. So at the time I was more of a, an hourly buyer's agent, if you will. And bold showed me like, Hey, this isn't as hard as I'm making it. (laughs) And if I just take this advice and follow these scripts and change my mindset, I could, what if, what if I could do this too? What if I could be like all these other great realtors in, in Keller Williams? And that was my biggest confidence boost to get started in 2013 after bold. How important is mindset in our business? Mindset is everything. I know we need scripts and I know we need clients and all these things. Mindset for me has been huge because it's that whole, if you think you can, you can kind of thing, right? It's also changed everything in my personal life as well. I still have a bad mindset sometimes, right? But I love being able to bring it back. There are days I'll just say, you're cranky and go into the training room and look at the bold wall and find a bold wall and change your mind today. What is your favorite bold bold law? My favorite bold law is you teach people how to treat you. And it's been my favorite ever since the beginning. And I use that constantly, even with times where I'm tempted to let my schedule get away from me or to take those calls at nine at night when I don't really want to be taking those calls. And it's helped me bring it back to my initial goals of having a really great career and having the hours that I want to have as well. Sounds like you've gotten some leverage in your life. How's that worked? I do. I do have leverage in my life. I realized, too, how quickly, great, I'm now a successful realtor. I have business. And I was overwhelmed very quickly with all of the things a real estate agent does. And so getting leverage in a lot of areas of my life was huge. You know, even starting out just with bold as leverage and having my my bold coach at the time helping me and then getting an official maps coach and her helping me find leverage and helping me find the right person and people to help me. And not only that, she also helped me find leverage in my personal life. I am so excited to have a housekeeper. It changed everything for me. And, um, Having that, having that leverage in my life allows me to get bigger, I guess, is the best way to put it. It sounds like you've become a different person. What did you used to do that you're not doing anymore? I used to live by the list. So I would, I had this yellow manila. I still have it, but it's not as prolific. I don't have sticky notes all over everywhere with lists and constant to-dos. So the overwhelming, constantly looking at my to-do list and what do I have left to do? Um, and my life is just run by it. And now I don't. I might have one and it's, it's very manageable. It's a couple things on that list. They used to have lists of many, many things. And when did the light go on though that you gosh, I got to make a change. 
I would say in the summer of 2015, so I mentioned I'd been a buyer's agent at first. And in spring of 2015, I quote, went went out on my own. So I've started my own real estate business and I was so full all the time. It was like 72 hamsters running on their own wheel in my head. Right. And I was exhausted by it. So by the end of that summer is when I realized that I needed to get a maps coach and have her help me sort through it all. It was a mindset shift again. So how did that new perspective affect your business? The new perspective gave me, honestly, the confidence that I needed in order to embrace all the teaching I was getting and then implement it and and move forward into a great real estate career. Well, you're now the top agent in your area, right? Yes. So what was fun was that by the end of that year in 2015, I realized as we got closer to the end, I told my maps coach, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm going to finish in the top 10 in my whole MLS. And so that became the goal for that year. And then the next year finished number four. And so, of course, at the end of 2016, she tells me, asks me, well, what's the goal for next year? Naturally, it was to be the top agent in the whole MLS. And I hit that goal by quite a margin, which was super fun, especially being, quote, new to Helena. I know by now it's been six years. Um, it was neat to to be among the what I call celebrity realtors and the people that have been doing this for 30 plus years in my community. What's changed since you've done that? I mean, 2013, you go to your first bold, and then you go out and you you start selling real estate on your own within the Keller Williams system, and you go from being in the top 10 to being number four to being number one. That's in three years. Right. What's, What's changed? You know, continuing to work on the leverage, if it weren't for that, you know, I've been to five bolds now, I keep going back, and then constantly working towards having the right leverage, the right people, and really I only have two people working with me now, they're totally top graded, and and we're kind of a lean, lean little machine. It sounds like it. Tell us some things, though, that you do every day that you believe catapults your business forward and keeps you as number one. We have fun, which is important. We have our, our meetings every week. We have lead generation time. We have, again, the right people in the right positions, which hasn't always been the case. And we are constantly looking at ways to improve and learn from successes and failures so that we can not make those mistakes again or that we can continue to be the best in our community at what we do so that people want to refer us and they are excited 
you to totally work with Aubrey and her team because they know what they're doing. They're going to get you to your goals and they have fun. Let's talk about some of that because I heard have fun, your meetings, and lead generation. You know, Gary Keller teaches us leads, listings, leverage, right? So let's start out with lead generation. What do you do specifically with your team to get that lead generation going every day? For our lead generation activities, we focus a lot on person-to-person contacts. We focus on a lot of personal meetings. So actually making the phone calls naturally is better to do that in the morning. We we have our team meeting Mondays at 9 and then jump right in to making calls and setting appointments with people that we can meet face-to-face perhaps later in the day. So our, our specific lead gen time, yes, daytimes, mornings for that is best. The goal is to be getting those appointments, even if it's just for a cup of coffee with someone that's a great past client or sphere person for later in the day. We maximize a lot of our time when we're doing that because of building the relationship and nurturing that. And we find that we get a lot more business when we make that time to sit and and talk with people. Also, we nurture real estate relationships with other realtors in the state. So a huge portion of our business is from realtor referrals. So setting those times in the mornings to call other agents in the communities surrounding us who may or may not have someone moving into Helena, which is the capital. So we do that as well. Uh, You said, I love your words, because you said we're making calls and we're there to set appointments. So you know exactly why you're there. Do you require or is it a standard for each one of your people to have an appointment every day, even if it's to have coffee with someone? No, I'm going to implement that, however. We have, I like that. Every day, um, the goal is definitely to have them throughout the week. But I, li- I like the idea of having one, just a cert- set, we set a time every day to have one in the afternoons. It's, it's tricky with schedules and all of that. I don't know, yeah, it does get tricky with around. schedules. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. all this stuff going as a realtor. You said, though, that you have fun. Tell us some ways that you have fun as a team. We do have fun. We are in the office every day. We have a big social media presence up here, so we do vlogging. Um, we have someone that does the vlogs for us, and we're always trying to come up with something that's funny and catchy. And also, just sometimes we get so serious in this business that we forget that, hey, it's still a great day. (laughs) Let's have some fun. Let's go out to lunch or let's just watch something funny on YouTube just to get the energy back up. And so we're smiling when we are talking to people. And we have a lot of inside jokes. It's, It's just funny to be around my gals. It sounds like you have fun. And social media, let's go into that a little bit because that's a form of lead generation. How do you use social media at the best? We 
do a lot of targeted marketing. So as far as getting, um, you know, Facebook targeted marketing for the vlogs and or the properties or the posts that we're putting up, we do leverage that. <laughs> it is not necessarily my strong suit to understand how all of it works. So we tell our guy how, how we want it to be and what we want, and then he kind of does it for us. We do have a lot of people that will call us now because of that presence, and they'll say, hey, we saw you on Facebook or we saw you online, and um, it seems like you guys really know what you're doing, and it's funny. So then they call us, which is, of course, my favorite type of phone call. Yeah, it's a great phone call. It sounds like you've built a brand. And isn't it great to be with a company that allows an agent to build a brand versus the company building a brand, right? Absolutely. What are three things that you have done to build your brand? We have our culture of our team, which we've cultivated over time that it is the always being better, be better every day, find a way to be better than you were yesterday. And I think people really like that because they know that even if things don't always go their way, we're always working to be better for them and for people in the future. Um, We are professional. So that's a huge part of our brand as well. We go to work every day all day, normal working hours, (laughs) and we're there and we're working and we go to the coaching and we go to the training. And again, we're always trying to be better. We're always working to be better. And that fits in the brand as well. We do also have a company name and, you know, we always reference that, you know, Aubrey Hutchison Real Estate. And we were referencing that in our social media brand and presence. So you have this culture of always wanting to be better, being learning-based, being coachable, being professional, and it sounds like you're able to have some failures or some stumbles along the way. What happens when things don't go your way? Well, I don't like it when things don't go my way, and yet we kind of make a joke out of it. We say, okay, what did we learn? And we shake it off and then we dig into what do what did we learn and what can we do next time to make it better. Yeah, what would you say has been your biggest failure and or I, I hate to say failure because failure means you didn't get back up. What was that defining moment maybe in the last year as you were catapulting to number one in your entire board? My number one learning opportunity in this time was not taking career visioning when I should have taken career visioning and knee jerk reacting and just hiring somebody because I needed some relief. And she's wonderful and also wasn't the best fit for my team. And I, I spent way too long with that relationship, um, and not knowing how to fix it until I got the help from my MAPS coach. Wow, so your MAPS coach helped you through that. How important Mm -hmm. is it to have somebody to be able to talk to like that that's confidential? 
I absolutely love and adore my MAPS coach. She's my ally. She's my friend. And I trust her completely. Having someone like that to talk to, I, my team, even when I'm not quite myself, they'll say, when are you talking to your coach again? <laughs> When's your appointment? Because <laughs> they know when I come out of there, I'm going to be a different person. Whether I've been challenged or encouraged, generally it's both. And I come out of there feeling invincible, really, because I know that she has my back. And she's learned from all these other people on and has wonderful advice to give me and challenges me in the areas I need challenged. And sometimes that's a relief in itself when I know I'm not doing the things I should be doing and she just calls me on it. It's almost, it is a relief to say, okay, reset, here we go. Um, Start over. Okay. I've got to ask you because I know you're, you're pretty determined and it sounds like you know where you're going and you have a lot of fun. Yet, was there any hesitation or fear in your mind in deciding to hire a MAPS coach? Yes. I probably thought about it for six months or so. I had people in the market center telling me I needed to do it. I think it's the the typical concerns of the time commitment for coaching and, of course, the financial investment of it. Um, I sat with my my filled out application for months on my desk, scared to turn it in. And really, I I turned it in on a challenge from my team leader. (laughs) And then the very first day, I got to speak with my MAPS coach, I immediately knew, like, okay, this is perfect. This is exactly what I've been needing. So the, yes, I was afraid, and yet it was diffused immediately as soon as I got to talk to her. Wow. You're very learning-based. You're very coachable. How did you justify, though, the financial and the time commitment? You know, the time commitment... Right, because I'd said, gosh, I have all these lists. I'm so busy all the time. Really, I mean, it's a half an hour a week, right? And it goes so fast. Like, how is it possible this coaching call is over already? Really, she ends up saving me a ton of time in making mistakes or just having a lot of time wasters in my day. She's able to help me sort through everything that needs to get done or or should get done, and then she helps me actually budget and saves tons and tons of time, especially when I get worked up and in my own head and, you know, working through the mindset stuff. And then I talk to her and have so much more clarity after the coaching call that I'm able to spend my time wisely. The financial commitment... You know, I don't even think about it anymore. I see it come out of my account, and I'm like, great, that's wonderful. I can't imagine not having that now. When I look at, you know, going from three years ago, January, I had 200 bucks in my work account, you know, and now being 
number one in the whole MLS, I have more than $200, right? But being able to have a coach to help me get to that point, I would not, I have full confidence I would not be where I'm at right now without my MAPS coach. So now in, you had $200 in your account, and last year you made over 400000 in GCI. In Helena, how big of a city is that? So, you know, surrounding areas, maybe 50,000 people or so. 50,000 people. When you were with that trucking firm, did you ever dream that you would be making over 400,000 a year? No, I was I was pretty pumped to be making $42,000 a year. Well, what it was can hard you to do leave now that, that I thought I'll never get another job that pays me this much money. Why would I quit my job and become a stay-at-home mom and leave, you know, $42,000 a year on the table? <laughs> what can you do now that you didn't do then? Oh gosh. Let's see. We have we just bought an investment property. I love that it gives my family and I so many choices on how we want to spend our time. Um, I know that my children can, they tell me they want to join the military, but they don't have to because we have college already saved. Um, We're able to give to the people we want to give to, and we just have so many choices now. And that is, creates a lot of security for me to be able to offer that choice. You've made a lot of choices in your life. One of those choices, though, what, you hired an assistant. What mm-hmm. happened? You know, my my first assistant, um, I just I just didn't I didn't get the advice I needed to and the training up front, and then I didn't invest in her the way I needed to because I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> right? And it ended up not being the best fit, and then I was afraid to hire another one. Because, again, I didn't know what I was doing, and so I just didn't hire one, which, of course, is overwhelming. And so finally went to career visioning, and, oh, this is how I'm supposed to do things. And I'll be darned, it worked great, and I hired another assistant. And then two weeks after I hired her, she told me she was pregnant, which is wonderful, because that was on her list of things she wanted to do. It also created a new opportunity for me to have to hire another one and found the perfect fit now in my executive assistant. She's absolutely perfect for the job. And the gal who had the baby came back and turns out she was well suited to be a buyer's agent. And now she's my buyer's agent. So having that proven system of interviewing and training and vetting out people now I have my dream team. I have to ask you, did you have a MAPS coach when you hired the first one? I did not have a MAPS coach when I hired my first assistant. So you didn't have a coach when you hired your first person, and it didn't really work out too well, wasn't the best fit. What happened on the next hire? Did your MAPS coach give you direction, guidance at all? She helped me recognize that... I wasn't doing right by the gal I had originally and, and then helped me 
decide to just bite the bullet, go to career visioning, you know, maybe for now you're going to have to leverage it a different way. Maybe you're going to need to refer some business to another trusted agent in the office that you have the time to invest in career visioning, get the education that you need and the training so that when you come back, you can spend the time required to find the right person without feeling overwhelmed and then hiring out of desperation again and making sure it was the right fit. So having someone tell me it that way where, hey, it's okay, you can still get the training you need even though you think you're so busy because you're too busy not to get the training you need because you can't, you can't make hiring decisions like this anymore. Is it doesn't it doesn't help anyone? It's interesting, isn't it? How we got to stop to literally sharpen the saw. Why do you think some people don't do that? Well, what I hear people say a lot when I recommend they go to classes or get coaching or training, they say, "I just don't have the time." I don't have the time. I don't know how you find the time, Aubrey. I can't. My business is so busy. I'm already working all these hours. When am I possibly going to get this coaching and training? And that's when I give them the same advice my MAPS coach gave me. That, yeah, it's going to take some time. And it's worth it in the end because you're going to have everything you've wanted, including the most important part to me is your time back because you're going to have the right people working for you now. Not everybody takes that advice, and that's okay. The people that do and just go to the classes, go to the training, they're the ones I see be more successful. They are. Learning is so important to each and every one of us. And what can you do now that you couldn't do before because of all those trainings and the learning that you're getting? Well, now... I'm running a very successful real estate business where before I was simply selling real estate. And now I have the ability to invest in other people, including, you know, my team, obviously being able to invest in them and making sure they're growing every day. I also now have the time and opportunity to be able to help other women, other people, in in my world with maybe big ideas that they have that they want to do and they're scared to do it and I can help push them in the right direction as well and really give them the confidence that I received through my MAPS coach that yes, you can. You can do it. Where did you get that confidence from? A lot of it was being a to do it and then doing it anyways, right? So then you're like, okay, I, I can. I did it. It was scary, but I jumped off and here we are. And when I trip and stumble and fail, I have trusted people there to say, hey, it's okay. Dust me off and say, hey, let's just adjust a little bit here and keep going. And then I can have the confidence to to know that even if I do trip a little bit, it's going to be okay. And I'm still moving forward. Why do you, why do you think 
agents choose not to take bold or to get into a learning environment? What I see is that, you know, bold is a huge time commitment. Bold pushes you primarily for me in the mindset category, which isn't always comfortable when you have your mindset challenged. And so I think a lot of agents are afraid of that being, being challenged. Honestly, it's not comfortable. The time commitment or, Oh gosh, I heard you have to make 20 phone calls a day or whatever. And, and there's a, there's a lot of fear around it. And yet when you just get into it, it's not as scary as you think it's going to be. It's not, yeah, it's challenging. It's just not scary. And it, the time portion you end up earning back through not only just spending your time more wisely, but then you're of course making more money, which then allows you to find more leverage, which gives you your time back and so on. How did you feel the fear and you just went ahead and did it anyway? You know, it's that, well, I could fear taking bold or I could fear not growing and not meeting my goals and not meeting my dreams and the fear of, gosh, am I going to have enough for college? Do my kids have to join the military? I don't know. There was a lot of fear around, well, what if, what if I don't meet my goals? What if I don't build a business in real estate? and achieve my dreams, that would hurt worse than just going to to Bold or hiring my maths coach. You know, I want to take you back, Aubrey. I I want you to think about when you were starting out, what would you say to these agents that were you a few years ago? I would say to, to trust, to trust that smarter people came before you and already have created these models and systems that Keller Williams has. Trust the leadership and just just go with it. Go with the training. Get a coach. Get a MAPS coach right away. And I guarantee if you just do what they say and trust them, that you will have the success that you choose to have. And that's the best part of it is I get to pick. I get to choose what I want to do, and I have the people in place to back me up and keep pushing me till I get there. And then keep pushing beyond. I get there so much faster than I thought I was going to get there, and they're like, great, now what? Keep going. What's your next big goal? And then we're already on the way to that. It's, it's incredible to think of what has happened in such a very short amount of time. So there you have it. Aubrey, thank you so much for being on our podcast and for taking time out of your busy day to educate our listeners about your experience and the specific strategies that will help any KW agent sell more homes. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search KW Maps Podcast on iTunes. You can also go to kwmapspodcast.com. As always, success is simple, not easy. And with that, we'll catch you next time on the KW Maps Podcast, Growth Edition. Take care.